Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 105 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Marico. How did I do? You did awesome. Uh, We are still here, so that's good. Considering right before Jacob said... Two seconds before we started, he said, wake up. Yeah, I had, <laughs> so, to, do a, had to do a full-on clap just to get her going. It's. I mean, it's these mornings are early. Dude. We immediately have these political discussions that we choose not to have on the show. So it just sets like a whole tone for us for the day. Plus, daylight savings time is really killing me this it week. It is like, garbage. I'm done with it. I mean. Does, that, does the world not know? Seriously, how difficult it is to set the clock in my car. Yeah, it know. is unbelievable the steps required. It was when I bought the car at the dealership, the only thing that they showed me about the car, this is no lie, was how to set the clock. Because the guy's like, if I don't show you and you don't pay attention, you will never figure this out. And he was right. So I can't keep doing this, people. L- listen here, Iowa, Nebraska, <laughs> yes. all the countries in the middle. They, they invented electricity a long time ago, bro. Just get some lights in get your barn. Get some of them floodlights. Yeah, figure it out. We you'll don't need be, to be waking be up a little early. You guys will be out of business soon anyway, so let's just wrap it up. Also, I meant to ask you, why are we sitting here and you are not celebrating me when it is Women's History Month? I celebrate you on a daily basis. Is that right? Yeah, did you get the chocolates? I didn't. Oh, that's Andrew. <laughs> I, knew, I knew there was a problem. That would actually check out. He would eat my chocolate, so I'm going to believe you on that. Um, yeah, so I'm having a rough time. I've been watching a lot of things, um, and I know I started watching the, the Hillary Clinton documentary on Hulu. <laughs> I know I know the world has their issues, this and that, but besides that person in particular, sometimes you're just like, why does the world hate women? It's, <laughs> like, it's the t- we are trying. What is the matter with you? We are... of the population were just the other half. I don't understand. It is a tale as old as time. They just can't stand them for some reason. What's up with that? I'm glad that I have surrounded myself with men who are equally baffled. Truly, like when I talk to my dad or my husband, like they are like, I am I am baffled by this. Like, Like would be lost without women. It's our other half. So We're going to do some women's history stuff because no matter what society has told us throughout our lives, women are powerful, brave, and remarkably strong. That's these are, true. These are facts here, Jacob. You guys keep bouncing back. Keep can't get rid of you. No matter how much hard <laughs> no guys try. No matter how hard. Women you're keep popping really back. Up. Trying. Um, At the guy meetings, we're like, this is getting ridiculous. What else can we do here? <laughs> it is true in real life, and it is so important to see these women in our media too. So we picked some movies um, that kind of highlight. Well, at least I did. I can never. I can never back what Jacob did, but kind of highlight the strength, intelligence, and perseverance of women from all walks of life. You can pretty much guess that most of mine is going to be like sci-fi and action gobbledygook. I can't do that. Um, But the movies, they're going to span some decades and genres. And while the characters represent a wide range in terms of their race, their country of origin and ability, um, we're trying to kind of cover... A lot of them. I mean, there's a lot of really powerful women in film out there. We've done a couple podcasts about them, so we're trying to grab some different stuff here. So, you know, whether fighting sexual harassment at work or an invading army of warriors, these are the ladies who have shown us just what women 
can't achieve. Just by your description there, I wonder which of us is going to do which. I can't figure it out. Who's going to do the fighting automobile um, oh, union work or who's going to be the one <laughs> <Yes>. with defending <laughs> lands from alien invaders? I can't well, figure out. Well, what I tried to do with my choices was do like in every other maybe a little more um, action-y martial arts, oh. not as real, and then ones that are based more on real people. Okay. Except, I mean, and I had to really restrain myself to not just dedicate the whole episode to Tess McGill from Working Girl because everyone knows she's my favorite and I love that movie so much. That's true. That, that's uh, In the archives, you can find that, everybody. Working Girl comes up as often as I can make it come up. But you can have the great Working Girl versus 9 to 5 debate that we had. Oh, hey, don't get my picks away. What's your problem? <laughs> oh, um, okay, so the one that I am starting with, though, I think fits into both worlds of science fiction and based in reality because she's just so awesome and that would be Ellen Ripley from the Alien films. Of, of course. Obviously she is quite frankly she is glorious in her wrath and the toughest of the tough. I mean those movies in general but just that character just fits so well into like when you want to get like a, a archetypal like strong female character. Oh, I mean, Ripley is hands down the best female character in science fiction. That's I, my opinion. I, I don't think anybody's going to argue with I don't I don't think you can. So surrounded by Menace, the the movies, it has a really bleak landscape in all of them. We're going to just forget about the third one because that was a terrible movie. Forget about the fourth one, too. Um, and they, um, it places Ridley in deep space colonies infested with um, acid-blooded alien eggs. I mean, already. And then she it's goes all- to space. Oh, you get it? His hum- guys are horrible again. What? Wow, the silence. I don't, because I never know what you're talking about. <laughs> so whether facing off against the alien queen um, or leading colonial marines into hostile territory, this is throughout multiple films, no one, not even any man, is more of a tough survivor than Ellen Ripley, I which mean, Sigourney Weaver so marvelously crafted. Oh, I mean, she's fabulous in this movie. Oscar nominations are uh, um, abundant. She's one of the few people that's actually managed to get one out of a sci-fi movie. Um, she was a female lead in the 70s, so like late 70s, early 80s with that first movie, and that's not always a thing, especially in genre movies. So. Yeah, and to be in a movie called Alien and to be such an inspirational character. Sure. Like in all of them. In the first movie franchise, like I definitely immediately connected with her. She's so resourceful and determined in a terrifying situation, and it was really great to see um, a character like that, but they also have her kind of bond with the young girl in the second film. Um, so you get to see like both sides of her. Like she's able to be really tough and fierce, but compassionate at the same time. She's just always shining yeah. against insurmountable odds. I mean, even when the movies just get turned into straight trash with three and four, like she still she's is the still, one yeah. high point. She's in the still series. bravery personified, and that's why I wanted to start with her. She's a, the best. Ripley's the best. It's the goat. She's the goat. <laughs> it's the female true. It's true. All right. What do you have, oh boy? All right. So I guess I just get it out of the way now. I'm just going to do an <laughs> all-encompassing one here. Okay. Here comes say, a million Marvel characters. Yeah, exactly. It's just all the women in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know that there's a whole controversy that they only have like two female-led movies, you know, with Captain Marvel and then Black Widow coming out. And then I started like going through like all the characters. I'm not even going to read them all, man, because there's like 20 different female characters. I liked some of the, who is the really great one from Black Panther? There's Shuri and uh, General Okoye. Okay. um, Denai Guerra. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I can't find the other person's name. But yeah, they're both awesome um, actors. 
Uh, obviously, Natalie Portman is uh, not. Well, Natalie Portman is in there actually. Yeah, she's going to be Jane Foster in the Thor movies, and she's actually going to be the new Thor in Thor Four. So she's going to be a legit superhero going hmm. forward. Um, Brie Larson for Captain Marvel. Agent Carter, who played by Haley Atwell, has been around since like the very beginning of the MCU. Had her own TV show. All right. Agents of Shield has one. Uh, Scarlet Witch with Elizabeth Olsen has her own movie coming out. These are all some tough ladies. Yeah, Kate uh, Blanchett's been in there. Tilda Swinton. I'm sure that they are eyeing Meryl Streep eventually to pop <laughs> in there. They're like, we just want her to be a part of everything that's um, ever happened. Florence Pugh, who uh, is a big oh, up-and-comer, she's, uh, she's going to be the next Black Widow because it looks like she's going to be the replacement in the new oh, movie. So. Scarlet's done? Well, well she died in uh, in uh, Endgame. So. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. So, I don't know about these things. Oh, yeah. So she's dead in that one, so they need a replacement, and that's what that but new movie But doesn't she have do. a new movie coming out right now? The new How movie, can she be in it if she's dead? The new movie is set between Civil War and uh, Infinity War. So it's like before the last two. It's okay. complicated, man. Those These are, MCU movies aren't screwing around. Those are words. Okay. Um, um, but so then like Angelina Jolie and uh, Salma Hayek are going to be c- upcoming as well. They're going to be new characters in the MCU. Wow. Pretty much everybody is in these. And they do a very good job. And they're very aware of the fact that they want to get these women right out in the forefront. So, I mean, just go watch all of them. You should watch them anyways. But if you're looking for strong female characters, MCU is knocking it out of the park. And, I mean, they got the most famous actresses in the world doing it. So what are you going to do there? All right. Okay, so I'm going to go into something that's based a little more in reality, based on a true story. And it's, um, I want to talk about the movie The Danish Girl. Um, I hate that. I have a spoiler alert for you, <laughs> but I think you're going to, there's going to be one minor problem with it. <laughs> so, although I know a lot of people take issue with a cisgender man playing a trans woman. Sure. Because that Eddie Redmayne plays Lily Elb. Um, but he gave a really powerful performance in depicting um, Lily as she slowly accepts herself as a woman and lives accordingly. So it's really about um, that as a woman character. Um, and Gerda Wagner, who's played by Alicia, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, I know your favorite. I, she really is my favorite. But also, she is fantastic in how she accepts Lily's transition and seeks to help her however she can while she's, like, warding off these questions and trying to protect her from ending up in a mental asylum. So all in all, it's a really powerful, moving film. And so I'm more kind of throwing my support behind Lily as an actual person in that battle that was represented by a man. But you get what I'm what I'm laying down here. I see what you're saying there. Okay, I'm with you. you, you, I was like a little questioning where you're going with that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like I said, and I know people are like you should find transgender people to play these roles, which I think they're doing more so um, now. Do you watch that Euphoria show? I do not know. I watched a couple episodes. It's horrifying on every level, and I'm never going to watch more. But they have a transgender character there, and, I mean, she's fantastic. So I mm. think that we'll be seeing her in a lot of of upcoming films. Okay. See, I, yeah, I need to. You don't need to watch that. Nobody needs to watch that, really? especially if you have children. Don't ever watch that show. I'm sorry. I don't think your children are doing what they're doing in Euphoria. This is like a caricature of every terrible thing that they could be doing. But they're probably not doing. Unless like you watching. live in L.A. or New York City, then you're on your own, and your children are probably going to be all sorts of. Good luck uh, to you, everybody. Yeah, that's that's just horrifying. But I got a new show to like hate watch that I'm I'm looking forward to. I can throw a weight on the list of like the 50 other things I have to watch before that. Good luck to you. Yeah, I'm coming for you, good place. I'm going to get there. 
All right, so I think in the next one I'm going to go with is an upcoming movie. I'm just going to go ahead and throw Mulan out there. Okay, well, we could talk. The other Mulan is great, too. Well, that's See what I mean. We, okay. got, we got two versions of it. We have the Disney animated one, which, you know, is a classic uh, if you're a Disney fan. That's a good one. Uh, Mulan was voiced by Ming Na Wen, who is one of our MCU gals and who is still m- knocking it out of the park. It's Everything awesome. in your world ties back to MCU. Well, it's amazing. It's more like because it's <laughs> Disney. And the House of Mouse oh. controls all. Everybody knows mm. that. Um, but it's also played by Yiffy Lu. I think that's how you pronounce the name. I'm sorry because I probably butchered it. Um, but that movie's coming out this in like two weeks, and it's getting amazing reviews. It looks beautiful. I cannot wait. Um, so if you have not seen this movie, it is basically a Chinese girl uh, wants to help defend her homeland. Um, she can't because she's a woman, so she decides to dress up like a man to join the army and to fight against the Mongol hordes that are trying to come over and run over China. And then, of course hides it and she becomes a big part of rebellion and you know does her best to prove that women can do everything that guys can do and she gets an adorable dragon with eddie murphy to have some fun i wonder well, what that'll so. be in the next one that's not in there there's no dragon no, they well said, what can a, you do it's apparently very realistic as much as it can be and but i mean i like the it's actually one of those disney movies i actually did enjoy when i was a kid i wasn't really a big disney fan shocker there everybody but I remember I really liked Mulan. I thought it was a different take. I always liked the ones oh, where... Oh, it definitely was. I'm always really drawn to the movies, too, where women are pretending to be boys because they're just trying to do these really normal things that they should just be able to yeah, do. Like but I, they have to like be like, I had to hide my hair for you to accept me. Weird, yeah, weird world. I remember like watching that as a kid, and I was like, I don't get what the problem is. Yeah. She's good <laughs> enough to do it. Why not let her... No, the the movie the movie looks really beautiful. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite Disney movies. The new one, I'm definitely gonna go check out that new one. So, well, that that I'll bring up one of the films that I wanted to talk about, which I think kind of follows that. It looks similar in style. Would be Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, okay, I'm talking about Yu Shu Lian and then Jen. So those are the two characters Nailed in it. it. Um, so I think martial arts pop up quite a bit on our list like for me you know you see a lot of really strong women in that um but this is about 19th century uh Qing dynasty china and then there's a warrior who's played by chow young fat we just love him um and he gives his sword green destiny to his lover who's played by michelle yao yeah michelle yao um to deliver safekeeping but it's stolen and then there's a chase to find it there is some Epic, beautiful battle scenes, especially between um, the female characters. They are ferocious fighters, and that is Michelle Yao and how do you say Zia Zhang? Zhi Yang. And I think that forever silenced the critics on whether women can play tough or not. I mean, because they were just outstanding. Absolutely, and they, it's a definitely a awesome movie like this is the one that set the stage for Parasite because this movie was one of the first foreign language movies to not only be nominated for best picture but was definitely getting a lot of like buzz that it had a very good chance to win best picture so yeah so I'm hoping I mean if Mulan is following any of the tricks in that film it should be it should be fantastic I'll go with you to see Mulan Really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Let's go do somebody it. Somebody go check it I out. I want to go to that other movie that you said, too, that no one wanted to go to. It's a million of them. Which, with the Invisible the Invisible Man? With Elizabeth Moss? There we go. I mean, I love her. 
I'm looking for a movie where I can have somebody screaming and crying at the screen at level I get, 20. Every I week. get really scared. No doubt about it. I get really scared at scary movies. Do you Are really? we allowed to sit in theaters right now? I mean, we can. Do I have to bring, like, my wipes and wipe the armrest down I, before I mean, we I'm going to bring them anyway, so you might as well. I, we'll okay. make sure we'll sit in the back row. If we get in the front row, we can be all right because nobody ever sits up there. So yeah, but if we're touch. in the back, then no one's cough can hit the back of our neck. This See, seems like a foolproof plan. We figure what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> right. What else do you have? Uh, okay, so I guess why not throw out, since we're mentioning Elizabeth Moss, why don't we bring up Offred from The Handmaid's Tale, both oh. Handmaid's Tale and Testament. It's tough when we're talking about Women's History Month. It it's, is. It's That's a well, downer. Yeah, why are we talking about, like, this isn't Women's Future cast, this is Women's History cast, everybody. Um, but I just kind of started watching the show, and ooh, it is rough to watch. But the, It was rough to read a million years ago when I was a little one and read it and was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want this to happen. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but, yeah, her character, she is in a seemingly hopeless situation, I think is a um, good way to put it. But she keeps, like, trying to hold on to herself and trying to see that this like what this horribleness that's going on in the handmaid's tale which we can't even really get into basically women are used and i think people cattle. people know the yeah. basic story um but she doesn't really let it get her totally down she always has some fight left in her no matter how much she's getting beaten down or situations are making it horrible for her she just keeps fighting back and trying to do the best that she can and then even in her small little ways trying to like affect some change and to try to Re to fix a society that is just terminally broken. In this Absolutely, universe. I mean it's like that 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 quote that was scratched in the in the closet. That's a big theme throughout the book. The Latin, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't let the bastards get you down. Yeah, and that is, I think she's really living that. Yeah, yeah. Alfred's amazing. Definitely, she's way. It's way different in the movie than the book. Um, you don't get as much of that in the book, but still, movie, she but. is. She or I mean, sorry, in the TV show, she is resisting. In both situations, you just get to see a lot more of it in the show. I love that show. Yeah, it's it's so good. Excited for I, the next season. Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through season two right now, and I am very much enjoying it. So okay. Go ch- check check it out, everybody. Go read the book, too. The sequel's out. and you The know, sequel book is also really great. I love Margaret Atwood so much, though. If, oh, do you? I've she never. is like one of my, one of my all-time favorites. If you're looking favorite. for a master class in uh, female acting and facial, like, bringing people in Elizabeth Moss is just they go a little it. hard on that in season three do they really a little too much of the close-ups of angry face you will be like all right we got it you're angry all right good I'm good to know you know that's but they, they do that and then I think they hear the audience and then they're like oh we got to pull that back um okay. okay so I'm gonna go I want to talk about the movie North Country from 2005 it is about the character Josie Ames played by Charlize Theron favorite of ours Oh, Charlize? Oh, yeah. I was like, the movie? Did you see it? No, I no. didn't see the movie, but it has Charlize Theron, so at least I'll consider watching well, it. Well, it's based on a book, which in turn is based on a true story. So this is okay. another uh, real-life situation, which I really like in the films with women to see like the real battles they fought, although this one, yikes. <laughs> so North Country depicts a pivotal time in the United States' recognition of sexual harassment in the workplace. Um, so facing opposition from nearly everyone, including her own father, single mom Josie Ames begins working at the local iron mine where her dad works. I mean, because it pays six times what her job six times what her job as a hairdresser pays. Sure. So, you know, it's representative of the pay disparity 
between so-called men's and women's careers. So she's like, well, forget that. I want to, like, feed my kid. But, however, nearly all of her coworkers are men, and they think that she doesn't belong there. So she faces tremendous sexual harassment, and she has to fight a really long and terrible, you know, fight to get policies put into place that protect her and other workers from such harassment. It's incredibly inspiring movie. It's not perfect, you know, as as many films are not. It has some flaws. But it's especially relevant in the light of the Me Too movement. Uh, yeah, because it's pretty much directly related to it. Like. Yeah, and you're just like, I don't know how she did it. And it's women like that that, you know, you get a lot of pride for because I'm like, you stuck it out to make change, to make it better for people moving forward. Had she just been like, I cannot take this. I'm being harassed and assaulted, as you can assume would happen. And, um, but she stayed with it and fought it, and it really paved the way for people moving forward. So to be honored in Women's History Month, definitely check out that film. Oh, so, yeah, I should check it out. I think it's one of the ones I missed in my little grouping there. So sure. I'm go back and check it out. All right. Um, so I'm going to go back to another franchise. I'm going to throw in the Star Wars franchise as a whole because they have three really good examples here. Of course, yeah. Princess Leia with Carrie Fisher. Everybody knows what's going on with her. But they also kind of forget about uh, Jin Erso from Rogue One, played by Felicity Jones. And, of course, Rey from the new trilogy. Star She's Wars is adorable. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars has had a really good job at like presenting women as equals. In the Star Wars universe, there's really no they don't really look down on women in any kind of leadership or soldierly capacities. It's pretty much if you are able to do it, like the only one that does is the Empire who are unequivocally the bad guys. Who if you notice, they do not have any women anywhere working for the Empire, which is very noticeable when you go compare them to like the rebels for instance who yeah. are just overflowing that's, that's really true so it becomes really an allegory of like you get the big machine here but then you have the group of rebels who are just what you can accomplish when you get everybody working together and they're led by you know probably the most iconic woman in up there with ripley in sci-fi movie history yeah um carrie fisher is just killing it in these movies um yeah, Daisy or Felicity Jones is really good as Jyn Erso in her one and only appearance in Rogue One, which is one of my, if not my favorite Star Wars movie, actually. And then Daisy Ridley, she does a really good job in the muddled mess that is the new trilogy of Star Wars movies. Like, she is the main character, and they don't really have her path, like, plotted out the entire time. But she does make you feel But she's still making them. it work. Yeah. And the little bit of good stuff she does um, get in that series with, like, Adam Driver or just when she has to, like, figure out who she really is, she does do really good with it. And I feel like that's one area that the Star Wars movies have really worked hard to get at. And they continue doing a good job with it. So yeah, they get, they keep going forward with it, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Has to, has to be mentioned. Um, also has to be mentioned would be The Bride from Kill Bill. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, back to our martial arts. But Uma Thurman plays the bride in, I think everyone knows, Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill series, who vows revenge on a team of assassins. This movie is full of strong women characters. We have Lucy Liu, Vivica A. Fox, Daryl Hannah. They're all tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the leader of this group is Bill. And they, after they try to kill her and her unborn baby, she survives. She wakes up in a hospital after a coma. She's lost the baby. She has been abused by a disgusting hospital worker. Don't worry, he gets his yeah, due. don't worry yeah. about it. What ensues thereafter um, is roughly 100 minutes of just wildly inventive methods 
um, of brutal murder. Love it. Exquisite bloodletting. Last last half hour of that movie, chef's kiss. Holy moly. Um, But what makes The Bride one of the toughest women in all films is not just because of her ability to um, met out fantastic violence, but also the unbelievable amount of punishment that she is able to take and keep moving gradually towards the object of her revenge. They wear Uma Thurman out in these movies. Yeah, they do. She is taken. She some looks beatings. genuinely um, exhausted. And I think, like a lot of Tarantino films, it has a lot of violence and one-liners mm. and stylized scenes and this and that. But it would really lack dimension without the fierceness of the bride. Mm-hmm. So she, I mean, she is the film. But truly, it, it's it's done it's done so well, and no matter what she's doing, you are rooting her on, and you can't help but admire her. I mean, I can't wait for um, when they're they're making another one, so I cannot wait for what them. they well, are. That's what Tarantino's saying. He wants to make his movie. It's long enough. It's going to be about the bride's daughter and uh, Vivica Fox's kid coming oh, to blows. I heard that, but I heard that like. I feel like five years ago. Well, Tarantino's still going to play because he's only got like one movie left and it's not that Star Trek thing that he was trying to do. So Okay. Um, I have a lot more, but we're going to... I'm just going to blast through a couple real quick. Um, Obviously, Sarah Connor from the Terminator series. Obviously, to be mentioned, yes. you got to bring her up. Uh, Laura Croft from the Tomb Raider movies and video games, another very strong female character. Let me throw in while you're on that. Trinity from The Matrix. Sure. Can't yeah. forget Trinity. They're, I also love that that woman does not smile throughout the movie. Good for you, Trinity. And she saves the guy by kissing him. That is such an amazing true. reversal, and it means the world. I'm very curious if she's going to come back for the new series and some for the new movie yeah. in some form. That's going to be good. Um, Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. Uh, Chloe Grace Moritz in the Kick-Ass movies. Yeah. She is very good. One of the only reasons to actually go back and watch those movies. And, uh, of course, another Charlize go with Furiosa because... We, she, we love her La- so Lady of the Mad Max movies. And she's got her own individual movie coming out. Not with Charlize Theron, but... Like if you can get if you can be in a Mad Max series and you're getting your own movie by George Miller, you know you made yeah. an impression. So I would say equal to the power of Furiosa would be Dolly Parton in Nine to Five. I, I would like to see that one on one. I, I got my money on Dolly in that one, man. I mean, she's a national treasure. Um, and Nine to Five, she really lights up the screen with just the Dolly personality. Um, so she plays Dora Lee, who seems like this sweet southern gal, but she has a stiff backbone and a sharp tongue, which I think is just Dolly being Dolly. And, you know, she's not afraid to use it. So when she finally stands up to her sexist bully of a boss um, alongside Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, it is nothing short of a revolution, which sadly, still relevant today, but just like what a wonderful movie. I love these three women together. But Dolly is the she's a real star. You know what Dolly Parton movie I really like that huh. I really feel dumb for liking was Straight Talk. Did you ever see that movie? I don't think I have. Where she plays like a uh, radio disc jockey and her love interest is James Woods. Ugh, maybe, <laughs> maybe not so cool about that part. Um, but that's actually a really fun little movie. If you have, if you're just looking for a Dolly Parton at like. 
Like I'm Peak feeling Dolly. low. I need I need some Dolly Parton. Yeah, that that <laughs> go check out Straight Talk, everybody. It's a fun little movie. Everybody forgot about. Also, you know who I was thinking when I was like, oh, what are women that I love in film? Is Marge Gunderson from Fargo. Yeah, that's a good one. Frances McDormand, she plays she's definitely like consistently the smartest and most fearless person in the room in that movie, no matter that she has like such a folksy manner and like she's the most pregnant person ever. Um so she's not like intimidating in that sense, but like I think Frances McDormand, she's so brilliant that it makes her one of the most enduring and tough characters. Fargo series in general is really good with their female characters. Even on the TV show Absolutely. with uh, Jean Smart and then uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, they're both really good on the um, Fargo TV series. Yeah. I forget the other one who is basically a ripoff of uh, Gunderson in the first season. But Yeah, but she was group, but I loved her. Yeah, yeah everybody was, was really expecting good. expecting to see her in more things. She might still, well, and the actress, she's got like yeah. some ABC show now I believe she's on. Oh, okay. And then just a few, honestly, there are so many strong female characters. Yeah, um, I got a ton in of liter- my list. In literature, I have to name a couple. Um, and they've made a lot, I think, a, a, a positive and lasting impact on a lot of people's lives. So I'm not going to go through all of the books. I'm going to name a couple of the characters and you'll be like, yeah, we know. But Jane Eyre sure. from the book Jane Eyre. Um, Hermione Granger, you're one of my favorites. Underrated I was, I was wondering Harry if you were going to bring her up. I mean, of course. She's such a fantastically strong female character. I'd have done it, but I never read any Harry Potter books. You are just the most disgusting person I know. Hester Prynne from The Scarlet Letter. Um, Alwyn, Yawin, how do you, I can't. Iowen. I know who that is. Yeah, Iowen from The Lord of the Rings. Um, love her so much, but when I'm not watching them, I cannot remember anyone's, anyone's name. You know what's no. making me crazy? Who's her uncle? I cannot think of his name. Oh. The king. Gosh. See, it. that's what like yeah, that I is know. what sci-fi stuff like in fantasy. As soon as you're not in it, I'm like, and it's gone. There's a lot of airs and oars and stuff. Like exactly. That. Uh, Lyra Silvertongue from his Dark Materials trilogy, and I I really enjoyed the HBO show. I know a lot of people didn't. Did you watch it? Which one was it? His Dark Materials. I start, I watched the first episode, but then I have to go back and start um, jumping into it a little bit more. I, I did th- like the first one. I thought it was great. Um, check out their eyes. We're watching God. Janie Crawford is a fantastic character. Arya Stark. We obviously are a big fan. Game Sansa of Thrones. By, Sansa by the end too. It's Sansa by the end too. Um, and yeah, like Katniss Everdeen. You said Hunger Games. We could go on and on and yeah, on. Elizabeth but sadly, Sal- Elizabeth Salander from sure. the uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books. There's, there's a lot of those. Um, you could definitely stop by the library, ask, and we will hook you up with some stuff. But sadly. We're out of time, Jacob. Do you want to plug us up? So everything that you hear on All Booked Up is going to be available at our local library. We have 37 branches all over Erie County. Stop on by, tell them, hey, I got some ladies I want to see. And they'll be like, we got them right here for you. Don't word it like that or security will come. Uh, yeah, they probably will come drag me out of here if they want to. <laughs> so then besides that, uh, don't forget to also check out our website, www.buffalolib.org. Go check out your online catalog or our online catalog and your online record. Rent some ebooks, read them online. Guys, so much stuff that you can I do. I like when there. you try to change it up a little and I'm just like, what? Yeah, I know. You're like, stick to the <laughs> yo, script. Yo, wild. And follow us on Twitter at allbookedappod. Jacob, did you know that women see more colors than men? Uh, no. That is a fact. So if you've ever argued with a female friend about if something is eggshell or cream, we're not crazy. 
we literally see 20% more difference in colors and shapes than men. Is that why you guys couldn't see that blue and gold sweater or whatever it was? I, <laughs> the, the dress? Yeah, the dress, that's what it was. It was, first of all, it was black and blue or white and gold. What world are you in? And was, that was both was, sexes saw a different color. It colors. was black and blue, if I remember correctly. I definitely it was remember. in actuality, but I saw mm. it as white and gold originally. I could see both. So you see that, everybody? It would if, switch. if at any point you're getting accused of doing something you did not do, just remember, they, some ladies can't see the correct color of dresses. So I mean, that was men and women. Jacob is really, you're showing your side here. <laughs> um, I, and just you should just listen to me because the anterior cingulate cortex, that's Nailed the part it. of the brain that weighs options when making a decision, is larger in women than in men. So the minds of men and women, the brain, are about 99% the same. But the 1% actually makes a huge difference. Um, they've found that the female's frontal lobe, which is responsible for problem solving, is larger than in a man. Also, also the frontal cortex, which is responsible for much of our decision-making ability, is a fatter and more complex one in women. And neuroscientists believe that women are hardwired to be better decision-makers and problem-solvers. Um, yeah. Yeah, Imagine how much better the world would be if we were running it. We can make better decisions. Moving on. Yeah, I'm not, not even going to argue that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, accepted, that is accepted. a Accepted. Moving on. <laughs> um, this fact I found amazing. The nearer a mother lives to the equator, the more likely she is to give birth to a baby girl over a boy. Well, okay. That is totally true. And conversely, the higher the latitude and the further away from the equator, the greater the chances of a woman having a boy. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? That is weird. I know. I didn't. There was like a huge study on it. And I was like, well, I don't need to know all the reasons why they think this happens. I'm just fascinated by that. And... Um, and as we all know, sometimes the life duration differences between men and women can be up to a decade. But on average, it is at least two to three years all over the world that women live past men. This is not only true for human females, but female orangutans and chimpanzees also outlive their male counterparts. Perhaps it has something to do with that ability to make better decisions and solve po problems. Possibly. That might have something mm, to do with it. Connect it. But, okay, that is it. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, please make sure that during women's history, try to watch female-directed films, um, female-written books, really, you know, I mean, support the 50% of the population. We've already established they're going to be more thought out and better planned than <laughs> yeah, guys. Absolutely. So, you know, by all means, go check them out, everybody. Okay, and thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Bye.